Welcome back to another episode of Capes and Tights, a pop culture and conflict podcast featuring myself, Justin Soderberg, and my co-host over there, Adam Morissette. What's up, man? Not much. How's everybody doing today? I think I'm doing great. I think it's great. It's it's a beautiful day out. This weekend was beautiful. Uh, I think uh, the world still sucks, but you know what? Let's talk some non-real things because movies are great yes. and they take us away from the shitty world we yep. live in. Not to get That's super depressing it, right? right off the top it's here. Pretty, right? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty well. It's, we're a pop culture podcast, and yes. pop cultures are way of escaping so well that's the thing yeah. i had a conversation with a buddy of mine down in massachusetts a number of years ago who's a father and i told him hey man did you watch the new the movie prisoners and he's like which one's that one like, well, it's the hugh jackman movie where the son the kid gets kidnapped and he gets really upset he trying to he thinks it's this one person and kind of like goes after this one person and honestly goes i can't watch that man it's it's i have a kid and it's too real i'm like yep i i have a son now so there's certain things that are going to obviously strike a different chord with me but there's certain things where i'm like it's fake it's not real. Mm-hmm. This is not based off of a true story. It's, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's fake. That's the whole point. We lose ourselves in these movies. Like it's exactly. the stupidest thing. And that's why the same thing, whenever some comedian gets shit on for, for saying a joke, that's kind of offensive. I'm like, that's the, po- they're trying to make you laugh. Yes. They're not They're really trying like- to find the exact thing that is so offensive. That, that and they're funny. Oh, Yesterday on the way to work, this happened. It didn't happen. Yes, it's fake. He made the story it's up. Fake. They, they yeah. it's, it's all fake. So it's acting. Yeah. The, the thing about this today, today's kind of review and talk uh, on this movie is that it's fake, but it's based loosely off of the writer and the producer and the director or whatever's life because he was part of this. <clears throat> he worked at the store they're filming at. So today we're gonna review and talk about the Clerks movie from 1994, and that's mainly. I mean, obviously. It's kind of a connection to pop culture it is pop culture, but it also is the fact that um, Kevin Smith, who created this movie, sold his comic book collection to help fund it. So I think there is still a connection, even if some of this is connected to the Comic-Con that's happening uh, coming up. But the connection to selling your comic books to do this movie is a comic book connection enough to me, in my opinion. I mean, that's absolutely. I mean, yeah. The, the Kevin Smith connection alone exactly. makes it like so in the comic book wheelhouse that there's no explanation needed. Correct. I mean, he's written comic books. He did do a Daredevil run. He's done other stuff too. He was going to do the Howard the Duck show that was going to be on yep. Hulu that got, got scrapped. But so, um, but the movie was released, this Clerks movie released October 19th, 1994. So actually we're right around the 27th anniversary of the yeah. film. Uh, it was filmed for $27,000. Okay. Yep. There is a little bit of an asterisk on there when it got sold, the rights got sold for, for, you know, making the movie into an actual movie, not just an independent movie that's really small. $230,000 was put into the uh, post um, production budget. Sure. So there was, it really was $257,000 to make the movie, uh, but it did bring in $3 million. So no matter how much was put exactly. in post, it still made well more than it actually cost to make the movie, which is great because uh, Kevin Smith put, poured his heart and soul on this and, and basically maxed yep. out all of his credit cards, borrowed money from his parents and sold all of his comic books to make the movie. So I'm glad it was a success because, you know, Adam and I kind of texted this morning too. was like, that's the dream, really. I mean, let's be honest. Yep. Like you put your heart and soul into something to make it and it becomes a success. That's awesome. So um, yep. yeah, so we'll get more into that, obviously, and, as we talk further. Yeah, about exactly. Um, and it's Rotten Tomatoes, 89% on both critic and audience score, which is awesome. Yeah. And a 7.7 7 out of 10 on IMDb, which is a pretty good reputable store score on IMDb, in my opinion. Um, it yeah. was written, directed, and produced by Kevin Smith and edited by Kevin Smith. Edited and produced by uh, his buddy, Scott Mosier, who are, they're still good friends. They actually have podcasts together still, too, which is pretty cool. 
but it was also, it starred Brian O'Halloran as Dante Hicks, Jeff Anderson yep. as Randall Graves, Jason Mewes as Jay, Kevin Smith as Silent Bob, and Marilyn Gigliotti, I believe it is it said, as Veronica. Uh, there's obviously more people in there. There's actually 50 actors or actresses in the, in the show. Two of them, Adam, two of them had acted in a movie or TV show before this filming of this movie. Two. That's two. crazy. It's fascinating. Yep. But that's the that's the gist of what this movie we're talking about, Clerks. It has become a cult classic. And actually, before we get into the, actually more of it, it's again such a cult classic movie that the film was actually considered a landmark in independent filmmaking yes. in yes. 2019. It was actually put into the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress, who deemed it culturally, yep. historically, and aesthetically significant, which is fascinating as all hell because they have some pretty raunchy and funny things in this yep. movie that you think it's actually in the Library of Congress. It's hilarious, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I and I I have to agree with the decision. I mean, it Eddie, we'll get into it now, but that it's it should be. It should be mm-hmm. in the Library of Congress. It, it it's true. And so Adam and I talked back and forth this morning a little bit off before recording. We texted obviously we're friends. We also text obviously about other stuff too, but we're just like, okay, we're recording today. Let's talk about this. Adam has never seen this movie. This is the first time Adam had seen this movie. And I, I you know, I'm glad. And I'm, I, I said when we were talking uh, last week on the podcast, that I'm actually happy about that because it's kind of cool to bring the aesthetic of you not seeing the movie multiple right. times. I've now seen the movie multiple times. I will be honest. I said that before we started recording. It was probably about five years ago I watched the movie for the first time. And so it still is pretty fresh, but it's cool to see your first eyes on it. I mean, the first experience watching it was absolutely, cool. Yeah. And I, I have no good reason for not watching it. I wasn't doing the like people like it, so I'm gonna be cool and rejected. I wasn't like I just never did. And when you brought this up, I was like, that's gonna be interesting because it is such a cultural touchstone for so many mm-hmm. people. So yeah, coming in headed at 41 years old after a couple of years of pandemic and rethinking life and goals, it was <laughs> it started out real funny. And then by the end, I just kind of felt horrible about every decision that I've made in my life. And um, and now here we are. That was only like an hour ago. So yeah. And that's, that's the funny thing is that Adam watched it this morning, which is great. I like the freshness of it too. I watched yep. it on Friday night and we're recording this on a Monday, but like, so it, it does have that freshness still to me. It's not like I'm trying to yep. say I watched this five years ago and this, now I'm talking, talking about the movie. The other difference is, is Adam and I also work in the service industry or we have worked yep. in the service industries. So this movie has a strikes a core personally in that aspect too, because we, um, a lot of the, it's so funny watching it going, Oh my God. There's customers that walk in last week at Orna Brewing Company oh. that, that were like that. Yep. Um, to open the movie when the guy is trying to buy cigarettes and the guy trying to tell him not to buy yep. cigarettes to stand there. I'm like, that happens all the time. The Bangor Orna Brewing Company location, you're sitting there and someone's like, oh, I'll take a tubular. And someone goes, oh, it tastes like grass. And it's like, dude, yep. let this person order what they want. Don't like, sh- like, what the hell are you doing? And it's just, and I come to find out he's trying to, he's a gum selling person, which is funny as too. But like, the ask, that it happens yep. all the time. People, talk to other customers or convince them not to get something at your own establishment. You're like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, You know, and I think both of us do, when we, we talk, everybody I think knows that we've bartended in for a long time and, and you manage a a brewery and uh, front of house, but we've also both worked the counter retail jobs. Yes, exactly. And that's a, that's a whole nother ball. I mean, it overlaps in just about every way that sucks. But, um, but we both done that too. And so, yeah, I think, you know, coming at this movie now versus say when, at, when it came out and I'd never worked anywhere, I would have been like, huh, mate, it's still, yeah, it still hits on a lot of things that are real close to home. (laughs) 
And part of that has to do, so one of the things I always say about my management style is one of the things that I think I get across so much when I manage people is I did the job. So it's not like I was hired yes. out of the blue to, I mean, I remember the office episode when, when um, Charles Minor gets hired at, at uh, Thunder Mifflin and he'd been selling steel all along. And so the people were like, do you even know what paper's made out of? Because he hadn't been in the paper industry. Yep. So when I talk to people and say, hey, you need to pour this beer this way or you need to do it this way, it's like, well, part of them go, okay, he's the boss. But part of it also is he's done this. Yep. He's worked in the trenches. Sure. He's been there during busy nights. He knows how to do this. Yep. That's what I also get out of this. Kevin Smith made this movie because he worked at that specific quick stop groceries. So he knew those are based yep. on true story, not true story, but like exaggerated, exaggerated versions of true stories of what happened at that shop. So it's like, it's believable yep. because it's real. Yep. Like it's not- it, a documentary it wouldn't it's, it's it wouldn't have worked if it was filmed on a set or yes. even if it was just a generic storefront that they rented it, it would not have worked at all uh like because that's the like i said by the end what really stuck me is it just it all felt stuck with me is it just all felt so real like even like you said just down to like the store that's kind of it's disorganized and mm -hmm. you know like they could do better and that just all feels real because you know they work at a convenience yeah. store well, it's the thing. I mean, when I always talk about people asking about certain restaurants that are local mom and pop shop restaurants to make a franchise or add another location is you're not, especially an older one. Say, let's say, you know, we're in Bangor area for from the Bangor area, you'll know Gagan's brew pub and uh, sure. downtown Bangor near downtown Bangor. That restaurant opened in 1975 as an Irish pub. So for them to add a second location, it'd be fake. If they tried to make it look like the 1975 pub atmosphere exactly. if patty's tried to open another location and try to get that vibe out of there but they only opened a few years a few years ago not that long ago and right to try to reduplicate that is hard so they have in other times they've made a set in louisiana but it it's based off of that store specifically but like having right. that ability to actually say no this is exactly what the store looks like yeah exactly to the day i mean when they stopped filming at four o'clock in the morning two hours later the store was opening and yep. doing business in that exact same store. And so that was the, that, the, the realistic part of it. And um, fun facts that I think everybody who's a big fan of clerks know it was filmed at night. Like I mentioned. Yep. So Kevin Smith worked 6am to 11pm and then he'd close the store and then he, they'd put the equipment up and they'd set it all up and they'd film at night. He'd stop filming at four o'clock in the morning. He'd go home and get a few hours of sleep and then come back, open the store up at six o'clock in the morning and work the full day. And he was able to do that because the owner of the store said, you're more than welcome to use our store to film. We just cannot close the store. And so they yep. filmed, he basically wore himself out for like two months filming oh, yeah. this, this movie only during the night. And that's the reason why the, I assure you're, I assure you you're, we're, we're open sign is on the outside because they had to keep the metal things down so that you wouldn't know at two o'clock in the afternoon on the day of this movie's taking place yep. on that it was actually nighttime. Right. It's fascinating. Those are the things that like, I love hearing those stories. Cause it's like, again, I texted Adam earlier and was like, dude, it's like, if you and I sold our comic books, Adam sold his NFTs. We sold the personal yep. collectibles that we have and opted to go film at Orno Brewing Company at night to make a movie about working at Orno Brewing Company and hope it was successful. That's what he did. And that's why I yep. think to me, it's why I liked when Adam's like, do you like the movie clerks? I'm like, I like the idea of clerks, <laughs> like yep. the, the whole premise. But then again, if you watch it and see it and you have a personal connection to it, it's, it's pretty cool. I think it's awesome. Um, we don't like to go through and like 
point A, point B, whatever. But I have some fun things. I actually printed it because I wanted to be like 1994. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I have on paper. I mean, I could have used a typewriter if I wanted to, right? It's true. I know. That's why I went for the Wizard magazines. I had could find nothing that felt 90s to me, but <laughs> Wizard magazine felt very 90s to me. Um, oh, another fix that we're probably going to pull up a bunch of fun facts just because those are the kind of things you like to listen to on something like this is uh, Kevin Smith was actually cast himself. So I wrote a note down in the middle of the movie saying, I'm glad Kevin Smith is not the lead. You know what I mean? When you yes. make your own movie, it's probably cheaper and easier and you want to get it right. You make yourself the lead. Um, Atlanta. Have you seen the show Atlanta on? on um, I have not. But that's uh, what's his name? Donald Glover is the is the guy who created that show he's uh childish gambino the rapper he sure. is the man or the uh is he the manager of the rapper he's not the rapper and i've always gave that respect because i'm like he is a rapper so he could just play the rapper on the on the show but he's right. the manager of the rapper let someone else play the rapper i've always given that as respect to that so he's not the star of the show right however i guess when i'm reading up and looking things up kevin smith was going to be this going to be randall and he decided not to. And Randall has all the best lines. And that's because it was yep. going to be Kevin Smith uh, in the movie. And so that's kind of funny. I'm glad he wasn't. Kevin Smith actually only has, what, one line? When yeah. Silent Bob speaks at the very end, very something for very profound. And you're just like, yep. uh, what? And that's the only line he has in the entire movie, which is awesome. That makes me th some respect for, uh, for Kevin Smith on that one. Yep. And I imagine, too, now looking in hindsight, is if he had acted, he wouldn't have been actively directing and that Correct. could have changed the just whole, the whole feel of the film yeah. too. Um, oh, I don't want to just go through these two bits. So is there something specifically that comes out in the movie that you were like, I, I, the joke that always comes back to me is the 37 dicks joke. Like the one that he it's talks to his one. girlfriend about go, Veronica and him are talking back and forth about how, you know, how many people you slept with and all that stuff. And he goes, 36, you suck 36 dicks. And she goes, and he goes, including me. And she's <laughs> like, well, 37. 37 and then the customer is standing right there and that just reminds me of actual experience yep. you're having not so appropriate conversations with your coworker, yep. and there's a customer standing there and you're trying to kind of like half-heartedly still have that conversation without the customer really knowing what's going on but then the randall or dante looks at the customer and goes she sucked 37 37 dicks and the guy goes in a <laughs> row <laughs> Won't, we won't name our co-workers name but we yeah. do have one person who is the queen of comments where everybody else goes oh yep and then yeah. she turns around and there's a line of like 18 people so yeah again immediately relatable <laughs> yes exactly but i was just like in a row um the funny thing about that joke is it's one of the jokes that if i ask people if you've seen clerks that's the joke that comes up a lot of times is the is the uh, uh 37 in a yep. row um the guy who says in a row i guess in the movie is the guy that actually got the movie um to be released by miramax he got sent this, the, the, the script and he was reading the script and he got to that line and he immediately brought it to the people above him and said, we need to make this movie. We need to produce this movie or put this movie out. And uh, he got to actually to say the line in the movie, which is pretty awesome. Um, so uh, Kevin Smith doesn't inhale on the movie. He didn't actually smoke any of those cigarettes on the movie. He smokes a lot. I was just Silent Bob just sits there and smokes cigarettes. All the time. He yeah. actually, it was his idea and his viewpoint for the um, smoking thing we talked about just off the top of this, which is basically right. trying to convince them not to smoke. I guess after this movie, he smoked two packs a day for a number of years. 
I'm like, well, yeah, I get the for taste. It. Yeah, you taste for it on your mouth, and you're just like, okay, now I'm smoking. Now I believe he doesn't. He doesn't smoke anymore. He smokes a lot of weed, uh, and he's vegan. So he has turned his life around because he almost died. He had the um, yeah, he had that heart attack right like right after he did a filming of a comedy show, and he yep. almost died um, because of you know his health and stuff like that. So they basically said, yeah, so he went vegan with his his daughter's vegan, and so he eats yep. vegan and doesn't smoke. He smokes a lot of weed, which again, not gonna kill you. Um, but I think that uh, the, the, the biggest thing to me, I guess, I'll take away on this movie. I like the movie. I think it's a, a culturally, it does fit, like we said, it does fit culturally, historically, and aesthetically uh, significant. Uh, the conversation, like that's to me, it's yep. like, it's just basically a movie of people talking. And I think that's one of those things that I also pick back on comic books, that one of my favorite yep. things about comic books are the ones where like Wolverine's having a conversation with Cyclops at a table, having a beer. And just talking. And it's like, if you can get me to read you and like your book because they're just having a conversation, it goes wonders to me. And I think that entire movie is literally just basically Dante and Randall having conversations. Yep. Uh, you know, and obviously, again, more relatable. They had the conversation about Star Wars, which movie was better. And, and they had the whole argument about how the like, independent yep. contractors on the, on the Death Star. I, like, another one you like, that's a one we hear a lot too. Like that, that, that's one thing that struck me listening is like, I know so much of the movie just from the cultural references, mm -hmm. even though I've never seen it. And that one is one that I have heard for, cause I love star Wars, but yes. yeah, that that's, I feel like that's kind of where this, which is it's trendy now to do the whole, the rebels were terrorists. And, you know, I feel like that kind of entered the pop culture mindset like there pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and that's like I said, you have those stupid, if you're, if you're into pop culture, if you're a nerd, like you and I are, we have these conversations at work and you just put it in a movie. Yep. Nowadays, you think if someone tries to do that in a movie, they're like, okay, what's going to happen? What's the funny thing that comes out of this? What's the, the, who does someone come in and get punched? Does, no, they're just having a discussion, an argument about yep. Star Wars that we all have in normal day. And it's not going to yep. strike a chord with everybody, but it's going to strike a chord with someone like myself or like you who both like Star Wars. And right. I had those conversations while doing that job, maybe not at a gas station, but just in general dealing with the customers and so sure. on. Uh, and then the guy, the guy comes over, the contractor's like, I choose jobs with my heart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is great. Cause it's that same, like we've done that a million times where you're talking yeah. and then you're kind of like, Oh, that was a dumb conversation that you were listening to. And then the person's like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm totally interested. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to speak to it like it's not fake. I mean, Star Wars is not real. And there yep. was, I mean, hypothetically, if you think about it, there was no contractors, electricians, or plumbers on the Death Star. You never see any of them. They don't exist in the script or in the storyline. But yep. you use it to relate to real life things, which is, sure. obviously, you can't build it without people. And so... Now you start to realize, realize, oh, I just got my house built and I had contractors there and everything. Yep. You know, if someone were to blow that house up, they would all die. And so you're like trying to, it's like, it's fake. Again, back to the whole beginning part. It's fake. It's not really. But having that conversation to come customer walking over and have a legitimate argument and discussion saying, hey, man, this is real. And it's like, it's not real. <laughs> it's fake. Yep. But um, I guess I mentioned that Kevin Smith is a star, coworker argument. Um I thought it was funny. So Randall is the person who runs the the movie store next door. And I love right. how he showed up late and didn't care. And the person waiting yep. out front, he's talking to the, talking to her about like, I bet I write that movie before you do. And she has no idea that he yep. works there, which is funny. Uh, the fact that he just leaves the store, locks it and goes next door again. Hilarious. Cause how many times have you, you're like, Oh, I'm hungry. 
I'll just lock the bar up. No one's here. I lock the bar up and want to go somewhere. You want to do that. You can't obviously, but you want to do that. And he just does it and doesn't care. And there's no one around, obviously, to give a crap because they're both working by themselves. Uh, but the fact that he does that is funny because in the future, we talked on the podcast. I talked to Paul about how I watched Comic Book Men. Jay, uh, right. That's Jay, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith's comic book store in um, was it New Jersey called Secret Stash. And yep. Jason Mewes worked there at the very beginning. And he would tell a customer, hey, man, can you watch the store for a second? I got to go run and pack, buy a pack of cigarettes. And he would leave the store with some random customer in the yep. store, just looking at comic books. He'd go down the street, pick up some cigarettes, and then Kevin Smith would walk in or someone else would walk in and go, hey, isn't Jason supposed to be here? And the guy would just go, yeah, he's down the store getting cigarettes. He'd just leave the store or he'd lock it and then go do something and come back. And Kevin Smith had to be like, dude, you can't do that anymore. Like you can't, you can't do that. Just, <laughs> you can't just leave someone in the store with no one there, um, especially now because of, you know, their popularity but it's just kind of funny i was like it's funny how that was not that was, the movie was created before that shop opened so it's yep. not like that was created based on jason muse's character like who he is as a person but it's kind of funny how it did relate later on in life that he actually would do something like randall would do right in the in the, in the movie uh by leaving uh him going to another store to rent a good movie because he works at a sucky movie store that's funny that's hilarious it's like i ordered um i like our food at Warner brewing company love it but i eat it all the time so on saturday i ordered a pizza for delivery and someone's like, what, you don't like the food here? And I wanted to use that line. Right. No, oh, yeah, we do make food here, but I wanted to get good food. <laughs> right. I don't want the crappy food. I want the good food. And it's like, no, we don't make oh, pizza. God, yeah. So I got pizza, you know. But uh, they, the ending was not original. Like, so the original ending, yep. and it's like, so you like the ending to the point where it brings that. What, so you said something at the very beginning about how it like you brought reality to you or brought sadness. What was that? Sure. Oh, I'm just, I mean, I think. You know, I, I mean, we can shift into this for a second, which is that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's such a that classic kind of movie where I just feel like, I feel like none of the composite parts are really great on their own, but yes, it comes together at its time to be something very meaningful. And I think the part that stands out is, I mean, clearly we can do all the like, it's not subtle. Clearly the guy's name is Dante. So yeah. we've got a bit of a theme of purgatory going on here. Randall's a bit of the Virgil character leading him through purgatory. So, I mean, we've got all that. That kind of primes us to say like, there's a bit more going on here, but there is a really like fun existential argument going on there that just, you know, Dante's created this whole reality that holds him back from doing what he wants to do and not a single part of it is anything but his choice mm. and i mean randall even says like just be just leave and go to another shitty store and work there they'll hire you right because the reality is some that's the whole point don't the reality is what he doesn't want to acknowledge which mm. is you've made every one of these decisions you have made all of the choices that have led you to where you don't want to be. And now here we are. And it's, and then it finally ties up in that thing of like, every time he's like, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. That do, and that, that doesn't mean anything. You are here today. It, I mean, right. It is an excess. What does that mean? And so at the end, it is kind of, you know, and that's not just you or me. I think so many people see that and are like, crap, because we create these things to justify our poor decisions and then blame it on everybody else. And that's never fun to acknowledge. And it, it's great because you can see what's going on with Kevin Smith at the time. And he's saying like, I want to do this thing 
probably saying, but I can't because look where I am and I do this and the system oppresses me. And if I made more money at my clerk job, I could have done this years ago. And that's all crap because ultimately he can just quit, sell everything he owns, max out all his credit cards, make a film, see what happens. It might've failed epically, but I guarantee you he would have been way happier that he did it. And that's just in general in life. And that's one of those things I always say to people is if you're not happy, why are you still there? Like yep. in in general life, like if you're not happy in a relationship, why are you still in it? If you're not happy at work, why are you still there? If you're not happy in the town you live in, why are you still go there? Why are you yep. doing what you're doing if you're not happy? And obviously there are some reasons you have to fight through some things to do other things. Yep. But in overall scheme of things, if you can go somewhere else, then go somewhere else. And so it is that relation to... Uh, I love that I'm not even supposed to be here today because you're right. And, and I, I, there's times you do the opposite. Like yesterday, or I was talking to Adam off, off recording that at work on Saturday, the internet wasn't working correctly. And I thought to myself, I'm glad I was there today that day. Cause Cassie would have been even more in the dark than I would have been. Uh, Cassie's yep. my taste room manager and she doesn't know as much about the internet and what network that I do. I'm still, I know about it, but I don't know all of it, but it was like, as yep. I was not working, I was like, I'm glad I was here. I'm glad I was supposed to not wasn't because I wasn't supposed to be there on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday, it was my alternating Saturday, which normally my Saturday off. And so, but I was like in my mind, I'm like, I'm glad I was there. So it's kind of that opposite aspect of of that. Uh, I do love the I'm not I'm supposed to be there because it's happened. I've called you. We've called you've gone into work yep. the day and it was busy as hell or something stupid happened or some customer pissed you off. And in your mind, you think that like I was just gonna be at home playing video games tonight. I'm not even supposed to be here today. And that's what I love about that line. Um, the movie ending wasn't originally that the movie ending was that Dante was actually going to get shot actually was filmed that way. It was filmed with him getting shot. Um, because again, it was supposed to put a cap on the idea of I'm not even supposed to be here today. And if he wasn't there today, he would have been shot. Someone else would have been shot. And so the other thing they wanted to do is it was similar to Spike Lee's movie, uh, back in the day where it was a comedy, but it had a serious ending. And that's kind of what he wanted to do. Um, Kevin Smith said though, if he didn't film it the way he filmed it, this, the new way, the way that you see it when you watch it on yeah. online is, uh, there may have been a never any other view askew productions, his company productions, oh, very because likely. Dante and all of the characters basically play them. It's one universe. It's the first yep. to us. It's the fun, one of the first universes like star Wars. And it was like, there was a view askew universe, which basically was, yep. um, clerks. And then it was mall rats and there was dogma and, chasing amy and it goes further now clerks too and oh, yeah. it goes all the way to tusk and yoga hosiers and all the really honestly pretty bad movies that kevin smith made yep. uh, over the years are all technically if you think about it all in the same universe and dante hicks shows up again in clerks too and in jay and silent bob have their own movies and so on so it's like if they were to have been a murder at that shop of dante there yep. may never been a future film which is kind of crazy to think about um, yep. There was it's just one of those inadvertent. <laughs> I mean, that ending for me at least ended up being great because, like I said, it all to me in the end kinds of comes down. It like it just doesn't matter because you are here. Yes. Today. So you're and dealing with nothing it. else would have ever happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, from one perspective. So, so yeah, that would have really changed the outcome of that a lot because I really I liked for me, and I'm sure it's different for everybody. I liked that takeaway of like that of really exploring like this existential idea of you it's just your choices yes. which you know i mean that's not me that's the oldest philosophical argument that's still going on is telling people like no that's your choice nope that was your choice people hate it they hate it mm-hmm. i hate it um so at, 
like I said, I, if I'm still thinking about that now, I'd say it was a successful film. Yes. And, and, and the funny, uh, you know, Randall and Dante in the movie don't smoke weed, but they have this impression that they're both like these stoner people. Sure. At least Randall has this impression of this stoner person that, yep. and they have such existential and such deep conversation that like, it's like, it yep. seems so weird that these two people who work at a video rental store and someone works at a convenience yep. store have these deep conversations. And Randall says these very profound things that you'd be like, what the hell? And then he talks about transvestite sure. porn. And it's like yep. this big, you know, swinging in the needle of the thing at the very end, he says these pretty substantial and existential thoughts. Yep. And then right previous to that, he was watching transvestite porn on the TV. And it's just kind of it, funny how like this swinging a pendulum yeah. on the whole movie. And honestly, is one that tracks again. I mean, I, you know, I, I think I've, I mean, I, I just quick disclosure. I'm like, I, I thought I was going to do academia. That was like yeah. my, when I was younger, I, I got my master's degree in history. I thought I was going to go on, ended up not being my jam at all. Um, so I've had a lot of great discussions within you know, classroom and university settings. But I got to say, some of the best ones I've ever had have been with coworkers and patrons at the bars that I've worked at because some of them are professors. Some of yes. them are homeless. Some of them work the same job I do. Just They just got off. And, and so that part of it, I, I, I have experienced that where like I am literally making dick jokes with a guy for an hour. Then we have like the most profound discussion I've ever had. And then we go to boob jokes. Yes. And, you know, and that's just, that's how the industry is. It's why I think it's partially what draws people to it, you know? And I think there's the, the, the Dante, like, I feel like if you had this, like, if you wrote a book on personalities, you could have like, you know, different names for each personality. Mm -hmm. Like there's a Dante, there's a Randall, there's a Jay, sure. there's a Silent Bob, there's all these different characters you could be Absolutely. from clerks. Cause Dante and Randall, obviously different people. Dante is more like what you and I would be. We'd have these horrible kind of funny conversations or, or deep yeah, uh, exactly. You would have a customer, but you wouldn't say it to the customer. You'd be very happy, smiling, you know, yeah. whatever. You turn around and you're like, oh my God, you know, whereas Randall just says it all to the customer. He does what exactly. we all want to do. He does the spitting yep. in the customer's face of the water. He does the telling them dirty jokes or being very offensive to them. Things that we'd be like, this customer's pissed me off. I wish I could say it to his face. Randall would do. And so it's exactly. that double siding on that. The, um, when he's in the videos, when Randall's in the video store, he's ordering all the porn. It's one of my favorite scenes. I, I was, like I said, looking up some things afterwards. I love the scene. I laughed so hard because he just goes on and on and on. And it's just funny. And then if Ari Andy asks about the movie that she wanted, which is not a pornography movie, um, he wouldn't film that with the woman, the actress, and the kid in the room. So when that was filmed, they shot back and forth. And as he started yep. reading the titles, they made her leave the room because he would not read these titles in front of her. But the funny thing is, is that when she acted her reaction, she wanted to read them. So they, she had a piece of paper with all them read. So that her reactions are actually the reactions of what she would have re reacted if he right. read it to her. Uh, which I thought was fa funny as hell. But all these different porn titles. He just goes on and on and on. And, goes, and what was the movie you wanted? And again, it goes back to that. Like you said, you've got a couple like actual professional actors. Yes. And even the ones, you know, that you have are probably doing a lot of stage and uh, mm -hmm. like university film stuff. And if you're not experienced, all of a sudden this guy's like, hey, I want you to say all of these horrible. Remember, this is 94 too. Yes. pornographic titles. I mean, this is pre real Internet porn era like this caps that. And so it probably was like, I mean, I, I would have been like, no, yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm not reading this. 
Um, but that was the funny thing. So she would, he wouldn't do that with her in the room. Jason Mew is the dancing scene with, with Jay was dancing out in yeah. front of the, the shop. He wouldn't do that with anybody else on set. He made people leave the set. They left that's the awesome. camera rolling and he danced. And it's like, that's so funny. Cause I'm like, that was the time where Jason Mewes was high as hell all the time. And so yep. my thought process, yep, yep. like he was so high. What did he even realize what was going on? And he just danced. I mean, it was the funniest thing that he didn't want people watching him dance uh, uh, on a movie. And he, he, he was, I think he was funny as hell. I think that Jason Mewes character, uh, Jay from Jam Silent Bob is honestly perfect. I think Silent Bob's perfect. Yep. Uh, the, the characters going in and out, uh, his mom is actually the, yep. per- the milkmaid. The person who always wants to find that. And, and, and these are like, that's the other part is there, these are real things. The egg one is funny. The person trying to find the perfect egg carton thing. Obviously that's right. more exaggerated than it was realistic, but the people who actually will pull gallons of milk out of the cooler to find oh, them. Yeah. All, it happens. And so he got uh, Kevin Smith able to, was able to get his mom to do that scene. Um, speaking of comic book men, Walt Flanagan, the guy who runs the uh, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash comic book store, who was the yep, one of the lead yep, yep. on that show. I did four different roles in this movie, and he was the egg person. He was the person who was, uh, yep. you know, uh, he was the offended, he was offended customer at one point, and he was two other characters too, uh, which is kind of funny because if you just shoot them in different areas or just use their voices, you don't know yep. they they could be the same character. And I think like that egg scene is a perfect one. I just had a random thought on that. We're like that scene could not be in the movie, and you probably, it wouldn't change it nope. in any way. At the same time, like, I feel like almost any part of that movie could be taken out and it wouldn't really matter, except it also then wouldn't work. I, I think that's what keeps sticking with me having just seen it this morning is like, my brain keeps going like, man, that was really like not well organized. And like, the some of the acting was good, but some of it was not good. Mm-hmm. And the con- like, I don't know that there was an over, but at the end, I was like, I see what you were doing though, which is way more than I can say for most movies where I'm like, that looked amazing. I don't think you said anything. So I yeah, I mean, I really like it. Justin was there for my roller coaster of texts this morning yes. when I was like, kind of like, what, what? And then I texted him and I was like, okay, I get it. That was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> like that was and my think- morning. And part of it's the whole like titles of scenes too was different that you don't see a lot in, in movies where it's like, it almost like mm-hmm. had a different, each scene had a title to it. So you knew something different was going to happen or something was, was substantial in that section. Uh, I, I like, I like your idea about that. Something could not be there in that movie and still have it technically work, but not like, did they need to go to the funeral? Like did, no. they, did it have to be there? The only reason they went was to make the point at some point that he didn't yep. want to say that you wouldn't break rules there yep. for other reasons but would break it for other like it's like he played right. hockey but that was a scheduled event he told me he was going to be here at noon and he didn't show up so i played hockey on the rooftop and that was right. okay to close the store oh it was a funeral that's okay to close the store but to go right. run a run an errand or go do something else or like you want to go rent another video that's not okay to rent you know and so there's that their yep. only reason the hockey thinking was there i think and the funeral was even there for that was yep. to make a point later on in the movie that he was able to do it for his own personal reasons but not for other reasons like to yep. close the story what yeah exactly and that's the, and then we get the sense of the manager like we never see the manager he talks yeah. to him he's in vermont like skiing or something and so we know right like the thing is too like all of he could do whatever he wants that guy does not care he could close the store all day long that guy just doesn't want to be there and so even his thing of like i have to no, 
that guy doesn't even want you calling him. Like, and 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 so, so and we have that we have that I mean, you were that as an employee you you got you were there you do your job you go home and so like Randall being that best employee possible he was trying to do the right thing he's like I I, I came in I'm here I'm doing the right thing and so but like the guy it's that time of someone taking advantage of someone obviously the manager was taking advantage of Randall Randall was going to be there yes. he knew Randall would do the right thing he knew he wouldn't close up shop and leave he knew he was going to do everything right and this has happened so, a million times before yes and he doesn't leave he's not he's taking yep. being, being taken advantage of and he still stays and does the job and so whereas the opposite side of it is is that Randall just comes in and does what he wants and leaves and comes and goes and leaves and comes and goes it doesn't really matter uh yep. but it, Dante is the employee that we all want as managers because he will do the right thing. Yep. But then there's other managers who do the same thing to employees because they do the right thing. They don't like if the yep. owner say that it wasn't a manager on the phone that he's talking, he was talking to the owner of the shop. And right. he, the guy, you know, Dante says, okay, I'm leaving to go to, you know, the stop down the street. He, he'd lose someone or he, well, can I go work at the rental store? He'd probably say no, even though it might be a upgrade at the rental store because Randall's working there and he's causing ruckus he doesn't want to lose him at the quick shop. So there's that, yep. you know, like he's going to do the right thing, but people, there are people who take advantage of people and he was being taken advantage of and he didn't quote unquote see it as much. Like he just, yeah, that's my job. I got a clock in, I got to do the thing and I got to do it. It's this way it is. And, yeah. and, and um, the, uh, yeah, he's an interesting character. I, and, and he, um, so that was based off of Kevin Smith was like, Dante is Kevin sure. Smith and that's it. And obviously this is exaggerated, right? We talked about that. This is not like, Kevin Smith, I don't think left in the middle of a shift to go to a funeral. I don't know if that's an actual legitimate right. like thing. Uh, but and then Randall was uh, based on his friend Brian Johnson, who actually was the person who worked at the rental store, who did a lot of those things about locking the door and going over next door and just hanging out and so right. on. Uh, Brian Johnson was also on Comic Book Man for a little while there as well. He has his own podcast too with Walt Flanagan, who was in the movie. Uh, and he does, I think it's called uh, Tell Him Steve Dave. That's their podcast. And then Brian O'Halloran yeah. has one too, but so it's like they're based off of real characters, based off of real people. RST Video, I guess, is the name after the first names of the, the wife and the husband and the daughter or the kid of the gotcha. people who own the two shops are R, S, and T. And so they call the RST Video as an honoring to them. Uh, I don't know what the actual right. video store is called, but they called it RST Video on the, on the movie. Um, it's just it, – so – it was filmed in black and white because of lighting, right? Because it was cheaper to do it in yep. black and white because you don't have to worry about the lighting in the rooms. You can do all that pretty easily. Uh, it was filmed at the store. Again, he probably, I, I'm guessing it, what I've heard is he did it for free. The guy was like, as long as you clean up after yourself and as long as you do it at night and don't close the shop, the shop is yours. Yep. Um, and the biggest, I think, honestly, I think the biggest cost of the whole thing was the soundtrack. Oh, I'm sure. Because, I mean, Soul Asylum's in there. There's a lot of these big big artists that come out that there's songs specifically in that movie. That, like, that's, a, that's an expensive soundtrack um, to have when you have an independent film with, a, with, with A-list artists at the time, grunge-era yep. artists. Uh, and he says, I think it was one of those things, it's like the, the, the soundtrack was fairly, out of that $230,000 I talked about, right. a lot of that might have been the actual soundtrack cost to pay with the rights to have those songs yeah. in the movie. Uh, but again, it was shot well. Like it doesn't look like, I mean, in some people shoot movies nowadays, you're like, okay, someone shot that movie at their house. Like you could tell. Yep. It was shot well enough that it, it looked legit from night for 1994. The story was well enough to get by as an independent film. And the characters were great written characters themselves. Yeah. And it 
again, I think part of it is the story that goes behind it with selling the comic books, making it for almost no yep. budget and doing something and just saying, you know what, screw it, I'm going to do this. It's it also made the movie. If this movie just came out tomorrow and shot to be looked like an independent film on a low budget, right. it might not actually stick as long as this movie I, I, did. Yeah, I, I think that gets to just that, like how it, it's weird how it ends up working. But I, again, even that the black and white, that almost little bit of graininess to it. But like, again, I, I, it's one of those ones where I'd be like, I'd like to ask Kevin Smith. I'm sure yeah. a million people have because it's been 20 years, but like, Again, with that kind of not so subtle Dante's Inferno theme going on, I mean, the titles of the chapters are Dante's yeah. Inferno, they're the circles of hell, blah, blah, blah. Man, that black and white is, I mean, there couldn't be anything better for purgatory. I mean, purgatory is, you know, it's not hell. It's not, it's just often a very bland, monochrome, yes, horrible existential thing. And that's, I don't know, that's what the film is to me in the end. It was funny and it was also like a horrible existential film <laughs> and, and they did it in black and white when they sh shot clerks too they could have at least easily gone through and done that nailed at home and just like okay we're gonna do this in black and white too because the first one was done in black and white but they did yes. it. it was full color it was full production and i like that because again it's that whole trying right. to reproduce something that's not real and yep. making it look like it was supposed to be real it, it, you lose something with that and so i'm glad that that was the only black and white film that they created was clerks one every other yep. one since then has been full color full production it's usually on studio lots and things like that not doing it like the original yep. film they have gone back and filmed other times there for other things but i right. believe in the jay and silent bob strike back and dream about silent bob reboot they did end up at the quick stop but i think it was actually a remake of the outside of the building in sure. studio that's the lot <laughs> they were at um clerks three comes out uh next year they just finished wrapping the film of clerks 3. i just saw that and so that's pretty fascinating. And so yeah. Clerks 2, the other thing is they didn't go back to the quick stop in Clerks 2, basically. It was a shot at a, a fast food restaurant. So it's like they went and yep. continued on with it, but didn't actually continue on with the actual story of the quick stop place. So again, I think that Kevin Smith is honestly is a genius because he, he does, yeah. he makes films he wants to make. It's the same thing people come in at or in a brewing company. You're like, hey, Asa, how come you don't make this beer anymore? I'm like, I make beer I want to drink. Like, I'm not going to make beer that I don't want to drink anymore. Like, I'm just not going to yep. do it. Like, it's just it's, every once in a while, he makes a beer that, okay, whatever. If people like it, I'll make it. But he wants to be able to drink his own product. And so Kevin yep. Smith makes movies that he wants to make. And I give him so much credit for that because movies that he makes are, are, are weird as hell sometimes. But it's because oh, he yeah. wants to make it. And he has the ability to make it. At least it, as long as it pays for itself, he doesn't care. He does yep. not care. I mean, he did a movie with yoga hosers, had these little Nazi bratwursts that were yeah. called Bratzies. He did one that has a, a Justin Long was in it that he became a walrus made out of human skin. It's the weirdest shit that, out there. That movie still haunts me to this day. Oh, Tosca's <laughs> fucking crazy. And, and so it's, but he does what he wants. And that's the thing. It's, it's what I said when I posted on Instagram a while back about doing these podcast things was like, you just got to do it. You just got to get yep. out there and just make, take the risk and do it. And that's what he did with Clerks and what he's done with everything else since then. Honestly, my favorite, one of the favorite movies he's ever done is Dogma. I don't know if you've seen Dogma, yeah. but Dogma yeah. is freaking hilarious. Yep. I have seen Dogma. And the fact that he's been able to get like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon to star in movies exactly. for them yep. and multiple Ben Affleck appearances in his films. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so it, it's he's also gone on to do Cop Out. He did uh, Zach and Miri Makes a Porno. Uh, so he's yep. done some films there with big budgets. He's gone on to make TV shows. He just did the new um, Masters of the Universe TV show on Netflix, yes. the animated uh, yep. uh, yeah, He-Man show. 
so he's gotten they gave him people give him the keys to shit and he does it and so he's obviously proven he can make yep. movies direct and produce movies uh, and write things and so it all started here uh, and i don't like i said yep. i don't know if it's just because the way the movie was shot or the budget it was shot for the timing it came out uh, i the, i don't know about why like i said i can't tell you why specifically yep. to a t why it's become such a hit over the years i i think that's man i almost want to say that's super classic for for films that you know stick in the cultural mindset i mean I, if we're like i always use this as an example probably one of my favorite movies of all time is star wars it was a product of its time and a lot of factors because everything else stripped away there's a lot yes. about that movie that's not good no yes exactly and but so, in the end what what it comes together as is i mean it doesn't matter anymore it defines film so and, and, I mean, and there's no more argument let's be honest with the whole who you know cultural yep significance is the fact that the comic-con that's happening at the bangor mall on october 1st through the third the number one guest the headlining guests of this show is yep. brian o'halloran jeff anderson and jason muse is a clerk's reunion show they this is only the second or third time they've been together at a comic-con yeah. and the fact that they can headline an, a, a comic-con of guests that these people were in this movie that made almost like they paid almost nothing to make back in the day now they're actually being able to make an entire yep. living off of it i mean the number of times that that uh, uh, Brian O'Halloran's played Dante Hicks in a movie. If you look at his you know, history of his movies, it's 75% of his movies, he's Dante Hicks, Hicks in. And so it's just crazy that these characters have lived and stood the test of time and been in multiple movies and done all this stuff over the years that he can actually sign an autograph now because someone wants to meet Dante Hicks. It's fascinating. The fact that you, small town in New Jersey, to make this yeah. independent film to the point where now, 27 years later, you're still trying to you're playing Dante Hicks. I guarantee you people have to say to him, say to him, can you please say I'm not even supposed to be here today? Of course. Yep. Oh, um, speaking yeah. of that, the, the only other thing I love about the thing is that the sign on the door is, or the register says, if you plan to shop, let, let us know. Please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. And the, like I said, I would, man, I went full 180. I, I was about 30 minutes into it. And I, and like I told you, I've seen dogma. I've seen other Kevin Smith movies. I, just had, but like, I was like, I don't know about this, but by the end now I'm like, I might have to watch it again today yeah, to digest it. Cause I was watching it thinking of the podcast. And now I just want to think about the whole, I don't know, crux of the movie, which is now exactly. bothering me immensely. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Not bothering in a bad way. Um, as we get to finish this up here too, I would, the other things, this was just funny. They're like, it's almost like stand up comedy jokes. And, and Kevin oh, Smith yeah. is a good stand-up comedy too, mm -hmm. because it's just like things that somewhat lead into each other, but they're not actually connected in a way. Like I watch the stuff that happens in the movie, uh, that when yep. he picks up the litter box thing and puts it on the countertop on the register and he kicks yep. up, he's on the phone call and the cat just comes over and shits in the box while the customer's standing there. Like what the hell kind of store is this? Um, the yep. guy wanting to use the bathroom, wanting the better toilet paper, wanting to look at the porn magazine, which uh, oh. dying back there. And then his girlfriend who we love or the girl he loves. Yeah and has sex with her thinking it was him and those just it's like a stand-up comedy routine that doesn't like all this happened on one day in this movie someone died oh the when randall sold the cigarettes to the to the four-year-old and gets written up oh, for yeah. selling out tobacco to a minor and how it just like rolls to the punches and everything just happens you know all on the same day and that's the funny thing too is like it's not a span of time it's one day uh, that this yep. all happens on um, and that, that scene you just said, I think is so funny with the cigarettes and getting the yes. fine because that's so classic too, because he doesn't get in trouble. 
No. Dante does. Yes. And guys like Randall never get in trouble. It's yes. always the other guy that's yes. hanging out with them that's like, damn it. <laughs> so that like, was just such a great encapsulation of how that would exactly work. You ever, you never sell cigarettes to a minor. She goes, I didn't. You did. And he's like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. <laughs> you're right. That was, that was that me. Does that, was, so, that makes sense. That does sound like that me. Like, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, there was something else that I, I'm trying to look at my notes here. That was something else that was great about um, how it connects to us as a, in the industry um, that I couldn't remember. I'm trying to see here. I'm looking at my notes to try to figure out what it was. Uh, really good. Uh, oh, stupid questions. Customers asking stupid questions. Oh, God. How many times at Orner Brewing Company or any place you've worked, the sign on the door says you open at 4 o'clock. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They walk in the door and ask you if you're open. And after looking at the hours... And a big, yep. huge sign out of the door it says, I assure you we're open. The door's unlocked. The people open the door and stick their head in, speak, look at Dante and go, you yep. guys open? And how many times, like four or five times in the movie, he has to say, yes, we're open. Yep. And it's just the funniest yep. thing because I'm like, I, that hits me right here because oh, it yeah. happens well, all the freaking The other, time. the exact, it was same thing as you're saying, same part of yeah. that was that, I think it's when they go to the funeral. But they're like, dude, it's Saturday at 3 p.m. Nobody's going to come because nobody ever comes. And nope. they close and 800 every, people yes. come. And that will happen every single time. You don't ever test that. Like, yes. That will and happen the same thing at the, the movie store when Randall, like, talking to the dude and other people, yep. and they're like, hey, do you have any new releases? And she's standing directly in front of a sign yep. that says new releases and arrows pointing this way and says, how much is this? And it says 99 cents and the arrows pointing cents. this way. Yep. And it happens all the freaking time. It's just like all you just look and open your eyes and look around yep. you at any place you're at. 99.9% of the time, the answer is there. But people don't yep. want to. They have to ask questions. Uh, to get their answer. And it's funny because I'm like, oh my God. I, I, and again, maybe that's why it resonates so much more with me nowadays than it did, would have done, sure. you know, 15, 20 years ago is because again, a lot of it just, I'm like, I'm pretty much going to watch that movie and go, that happens at work. Yep, that yep. happens at work. Oh yeah, that happens at work. Obviously no one's died in our bathroom and someone hasn't randomly had sex with them in the bathroom. Uh, we haven't sold cigarettes yeah. to a minor. No, <laughs> we haven't, you know, uh, you know, whatever uh, you know uh played hockey on the rooftop we've done that stuff but like there's things in a movie that definitely happen in real oh, yeah. life and it just fascinates the hell out of me as a, as a person who I, completely different state when everything but i part i've seen the person that like gets busted for selling underage you know mm -hmm. and then you're like dude you know you probably made a mistake and then you see the person and you're like you just sold alcohol to a 17 year old man yep. and then and like and it's that great even that bit of it where like that person though like they're always going to do that and they don't care and they're going to just pay the fine and move on. They're not going to worry about it. They're not going to think about it. It's, it's the Dante's that are going to yeah. think about it and worry Forever. about it. Yep. And even though they're not the one that did it, like they actually didn't even yep. do it and they're thinking about it and worrying about it forever. It's like, oh, you yeah. know, you could fight it and, 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 you know, I didn't sell those cigarettes. You did. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but it's, so it's, it's, I it stands the test of time in a, in a sense, I think they did do some alternate ending things. Like I mentioned, they changed the ending. They are shooting They shot a movie number of years ago now called shooting clerks. It's a biopic on Kevin Smith and it's, it looks fascinating. They did some screeners over the past year, like four years ago, they did some sort of like screener to people and they're still working huh. on the movie. So that will be a fascinating watch to watch the, the yeah, more stories definitely. come out, the more things come out with this shooting clerks documentary on the movie clerks. There was something else that came out and I couldn't find it anywhere. Taylor and I watched a number of years ago that, um, after we watched the movie, we wanted to watch this thing and it was about clerks and some fun things on there. And I was trying to figure out, find that out because when we did the TMNT one, yeah. Uh, last week we had we watched the documentary as well to kind of get some input and i wanted to see if i could find that but i don't remember where it was or how i got it or whatever it was 
for that movie clerks. Uh, yep. so, but it'd be pretty cool. So yeah, I love that. I mean, I mean, having a conversation with Kevin Smith about shooting clerks would be freaking amazing. Oh my God. That would be, that's I, like, well, Go ahead. That's part of my, no, I'm just saying that's part of my joke is I keep asking all these questions and I want to be like, I want to talk to Kevin Smith about that. Like the movie didn't come out 27, was it 27 years ago? Yes. Um, but yeah, I want to, I absolutely right now want to talk to Kevin Smith because I have like a million questions as a 41 year old that just saw it. Yes. Like, and that, 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 the different aspect of it, because you have these 21 year olds who are just seeing it for the first time. Yep. Of course. And, and because they only could watch it now, like, it's not like they could watch it 20 years prior because they weren't alive, but uh, yeah, it is kind of, I love that aspect that you didn't yep. see it yet. And this is great. The first time seeing it. I know. This... And now they're coming to Comic-Con. That's great. Yep. And so, I mean, that that. so the Clarkson Union is October 1st to the 3rd at Bangor Comic-Con. I'm excited because they're going to do things together. They're going to take pictures together uh, and, and do all that stuff there. So uh, it would have been cool to see Kevin Smith come up too, but obviously he goes to a big cons as oh, well as course. he is uh, um, other stuff going on. He's got his podcast. He's got his um, stand-up comedy. He's got shooting clerks and all like the new clerks and stuff like that. Um, but having Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson, I mean, they're the stars of the movie. Let's be honest. Veronica oh, yeah. comes in and out. Jason Mewes has a, as a, as a speaking part in it. Uh, but everybody else is just B characters. The stars are, are Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson or Dante and Jim Randall. So, um, yep. we're excited to see that. I'm excited to see them at Comic-Con on, uh, you know, in Bangor. Um, me too. And yeah, and if, if you all haven't heard of this movie called Clerks, yes. check it out. Check it out. Uh, and I didn't write it down. Uh, it's on. It was on my notes that the the clerks title line on the front of the poster yep. are actual things from different magazines and things. So like the CNO, for example, was from Cosmopolitan Cosmopolitan magazine. Yep. Cosmopolitan, and, yep. Cos yeah. And there was other ones like the R's from a Clark bar, I believe. So it's actually kind of funny. They're actually yeah. are from things that you might be able to buy at that shop. They're yeah. all like they're candy or magazines or something that's available at the shop that he made the letters to the clerks on it, which is pretty cool. I, know. Um, I wonder if they were from the shop. See, Kevin Smith, we need answers, man. It's funny, too, because if you look at the cover, it's got Dante, it's got Randall, it's got Veronica, I believe, and it's got Kevin Smith on it, but no Jason Muse, which I thought was funny because actually Jason Muse has more speaking parts than Kevin Smith does. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll say before we start to wrap this up is was Kevin Smith put himself back in the movie after cutting himself as Randall. He put himself into Silent Bob. So that the movie failed, his face would be on it and he would be part of the movie that he couldn't just sit in the background and not right. take the blame. He's like, I hate you. Yep. Put himself in the movie. You saw who Kevin Smith looked like. So if yep. you ran into him on the street and the movie actually flopped and he was in debt for the rest of his life, that you'd see him on the movie, which I thought, again, yep. it's a cool thing to talk about. Uh, having him yep. have him put his face in the movie. He didn't do it because he wanted to be in the movie. Absolutely. He wanted to do it. So just if he failed, he'd be in the movie, which is awesome. Um, Otherwise, I think it's a great movie. I think it's worth watching. Again, it's a, it's a historical part of it, not just the whether or not you like the movie or not. I think if you go your entire life without seeing the movie, you're, you're missing out because of that mm -hmm. uh, uh, historical and cultural and aesthetic significance of it. I mean, Absolutely. it's in the Library of Con Congress, guys. Like, watch the movie. If you're going to come to Comic-Con at Bangor, watch the movie before you come because it'd be nice to meet the people that you, that you uh, those people. Absolutely. Uh, and especially, I, I mean, that, like, yeah, I mean, this is, and we're getting like the two actors that are like, you, I mean, they're at the center of this. So that's super exciting. So see the movie if you haven't seen it yeah. and come to Comic-Con. Because... Watch Clerks too. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, Adam, you should Absolutely. I know, watch Clerks too. It's fun. It's not the same by any stretch of the imagination, but it's fun. And um, 
Rosario Dawson's one of the stars in the set in, the, in Clerks too, which is great because I like Rosario sure. Dawson a lot. So, I do too. Uh, she's she's a uh, she's a great actor, and it also works a little bit closer to what you and I do because we worked in restaurants and stuff like that. So that actually brings even more. Things. Sure. Like oh my sure. god, we will not be doing a review of Clerks too. Uh, I just think it's not. We don't need to review every movie, uh, no. but we just did this one because of of the Comic Con coming up, and we thought you're going to meet these people. We should talk about the movie and discuss the movie, and also forced Adam to watch it before Comic Con came anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, I think it was great. So last week we did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, did. review. This week we did Clerks. Next week we'll do something else. Uh, but right now, um, we're not doing reviews of movies every week. But it just seemed like it worked right. out this way to do that kind of stuff too. But I like them because I think it's fun to have something to talk about and so on. So uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe and rate and review and all that stuff on all of our podcasting platforms. Capesandtights.com. I don't know, That's man. It. I don't know what else to add. Get else out there. Bond give us some likes. Give us some follows and send us some comments. Yes, exactly. And we uh, yes. we did a review of Why the Last Man's first three episodes. Uh, also, yep. is a fun bonus one. You can check out there, too. Uh, if you haven't seen that show, it's pretty cool as well. Um, so, yeah, it's fun. I don't know. I'm having fun doing this. We're going to do some more of these. I'm having a blast. We got Comic-Con coming. Like it, it doesn't get any better. If you don't like it, I'll pull the hell with Kevin Smith in it. Then don't watch it or don't listen to it. Exactly. We're doing something we like to do, and we're going to have fun with it. So. Which brought it full circle because, right, it's your choice. Yes. Don't blame it on somebody else. Exactly. Hey, man, appreciate doing this via Zoom again. One Absolutely. day when this world is back in normal situations, yep. uh, quote unquote normal, we'll be in our new studio that we announced on the yeah. podcast bonus episode a couple weeks ago. Uh, it, you know, We'll be setting that up here pretty soon. But like, we're excited to be in person in the same place at some yep. point. But right now, we're it's being It's going to be a blast. We're being safe. Weird? But when we're, when we're back safe. together, we're going to have a lot more stuff we can we can do too on the podcast. It's going to be fun. Adam and I are both vaccinated and we're also being safe. That's weird, right? I mean, come on. Crazy, right? Choices. <laughs> Choices, man. Yeah, weird, huh? Uh, and we're also alive and we're not like Nicki Minaj's cousin or whatever like that with the you know shrunken penises and all that. I don't know what's going on there, but no. we're not like them either. So, uh, but yeah, sweet, man. I'll catch you next week. We're obviously talking between, but this has been Capes and Tights Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Adam. Thanks, y'all. Peace.